Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and happy new year, everybody. It is New Year's Eve, uh, and I hope everybody has fun and safe plans this evening. Welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on Believe, brought to you by FIVO. I am very excited to be joined by my colleague and incredible writer from The Athletic, Tim Kawakami. Tim, welcome to the show. How you doing, Trace? Good to be on. Good to be on. Well, thank you for joining me. Uh, You guys, just so you know, due to travel schedule uh, and work schedule, I am doing this for my car, my rental car, not while I'm driving, of course, outside of Levi Stadium. So if you guys hear any sound issues or delays, that's that. But you know what? 2021 and well, 2021 for a few more hours and we are making it work. (laughs) Uh, But as I said, I am outside of Levi Stadium where, as you may or may not have heard, but I'm thinking most people who listen to this podcast have heard, there has been quite a bit of quarterback conversation going on in the last several days. Tim, I think you're aware of the situation in hand. No, you just got a little bit of a funk on the sound, but I think you asked me about the quarterback situation. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we were recording this on Wednesday, uh, a day that Jimmy Garoppolo said he was going to try to practice, thought he could, did not, as I know from following the beats who were out there, he did not mm-hmm. practice. Uh, certainly Luke was seen walking off the field. I think that is a pretty large sign that he's not playing on Sunday. But we'll see. I mean, tomorrow would be the biggest day. If Garoppolo's mm-hmm. not practicing tomorrow, he's not going to play Sunday. And I, I would guess even back to Monday when Kyle Shanahan was saying he doesn't know, I was thinking they're going to Trey Lance is going to start Sunday. It's just it just everything points to that. Uh, we can say it's opportune for, for for the quarterback situation to get a look at Trey Lance against a bad Houston team at home. Uh, I do think mm-hmm. that there was some sense of organization. They wanted Trey Lance to play at some point in this season. We all pointed to the Mahomes, Alex Smith, right? You know, Alex Smith played the first team 15 games of a playoff season. Then Mahomes plays game 16, and then Alex Smith plays in the playoffs. That could have been a loose idea. I don't think Shanahan and Lynch went into this with any set. Like, this is exactly how this is going to go. Clearly, right? Because it's mm-hmm. kind of zigzagged. Right. But if this is an injury that is, you know, borderline with Jimmy – I, I I think they'd still be looking for Trey Lance to play a lot in this game, and I think it's probably a little bit past borderline. So I think we're all thinking, like, this is the time to do it. This is the time. You know, you want to talk about destiny. You want to talk about the way it had to happen. You want to talk about the way it just kind of randomly happened or whatever way you want to believe. Whatever your faith leads you towards, Fortnite or Faithful, uh, <laughs> this is going to be Trey Lance's game, I believe. I thought that on Monday, even when – you know, even if they're leaving the door open, even if Jimmy Garoppolo saying that he expects to play or whatever he said today. Yeah, I think you always mm-hmm. say that. You always think that. I think Trey Lance is playing. I think you're probably right. He said, I believe his exact words was he's confident that he can go on Sunday. But but as you said, he did not practice today, uh, which is Wednesday. By the time you guys are listening to this on Friday, we may know for sure one way or the other. But for our conversation today... Let's talk a little bit of Trey Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo is obviously coming off a tough game after a stretch of pretty good, pretty good games. Uh, But this is kind of the rookie's chance. So let's pretend he starts on Sunday. Let's pretend he plays 
moderately well. It is going to be against the Texans, as we know, a very bad Texans yeah. team, a team that is coming off a win over the Chargers. No but one, nonetheless, no. you know, every, any given Sunday, if there was ever an NFL season that went with the any given Sunday adage, this <laughs> is the one. Or as it turns out, any given Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, <laughs> most days of the week, anything can happen. But Trey Lance, let's say, comes in, and we're, and we're talking a lot of speculation right now, but that's, you know, why we have jobs. Uh, Trey Lance comes in, and he plays moderately well, and they win the game. Jimmy's better by next week, probably not entirely better, but continues to improve. Who starts against the Rams, or do you think this is Kyle Shanahan's opportunity to act, to just make the switch? Yeah, I don't think he's going to just make the switch, but I think a lot of things would be pushing him to play Trey Lance a lot. Uh you know, this and one thing I've written, as, as you know, I've written a ton about, we've all written a ton about, like, about six weeks in the season, Kyle dropped the two-quarterback thing. Like, he didn't really do it a lot in the first few games, but he did a couple, little bit. And I think he had that in his head that he was going to get to it. He was going to get Trey Lance into the game, and then he just dropped it starting with the Chicago game. Like, it, it's not happening anymore. I think he was already getting back to that, even before full knowledge of the Garoppolo injury kind of dawned on everybody and, and whatever – you know, timing you want to call it that he figured it out or whatever he let he, it became public. I think it was moving in that direction. Uh, the Garoppolo bad game on Thursday night, I think, is what is like. Hey, okay, at some point we do need Trey Lance playing football. Like, the, let's see if we can figure out a way. Even if it messes up some amount of rhythm, get him into the game. If you add that plus a an injury, you know, it's a quarterback's hand, which was already said according to. Shanahan, it bothered him on the interception, and it's open yeah. the third quarter on Thursday night. And and I'm not a doctor, Doctor Sandler. You might help me on this. I don't think torn. I don't think torn ligaments. Yeah, I don't think torn ligaments heal in ten days. I just I don't think they do, and I'm not sure that they heal actually in seventeen days. Mm-hmm. So my sense would be they will not describe it like this. They will not talk about it like this but if Trey Lance plays halfway decently in a win and if he plays halfway decently I think we both assume again assuming is a bad word if they win and he plays halfway decently I think the momentum would be the Trey Lance at least playing a lot against the Rams uh, I shouldn't say this because I haven't written it yet so you know it's gonna be good Ooh, I, think there was some, I think there was some momentum even before he Jimmy played bad on Thursday to having a Lance option in the playoffs uh, you know, remember like when J- Jared Goff got hurt, hurt some semi hurt last season before uh-huh. the playoffs, and they go, Oh, you know what? We got this John Wolfer guy, he's gonna start Pierre. Boom, that's it. I'm not saying it was like that because I think Kyle Shanahan likes and respects Garoppolo more than at the end, Sean McVay liked and respected Jared Goff. But mm-hmm. I'm blowing a column here, I may never write it, but why not for the Tracy Sandler podcast? Why not? Why not say this? Thank you. I think there was. Some, some, you know, again, there's a lot of different things going on here. And if Jimmy was playing lights out, maybe not. But I think there was some thought mm-hmm. of if they're going to win a playoff game, they might need a little bit more of the quarterback and they might throw in Trey Lance to see what they could do. And, and that plays into it was his best four weeks of scout team practice. Right now we're hearing that that mm-hmm. plays into Fred Warner mm-hmm. saying a couple weeks ago saying, hey, you know, he's been dicing us up in, in scout team. Like this, we know how talented he is. Like this kind of like that. I had not heard that at the same time as I heard the other thing, but I had some inkling that this might be heading that way. Again, with Jimmy playing great, you had to say Jimmy was playing great. That's the truth. That's what was happening. They were Mm -hmm. five and one over six games, but 
I don't think they thought this was the thing that was going to lead them through a playoffs. If they were going to get through that, they might have wanted something else. I think if Lance plays okay, this will be part of that. It will add it to some other things. And maybe Trey Lance is playing most of the quarterback snaps, some of the quarterback snaps. We'll see how that would work out uh, going into a playoff situation. Um, Go ahead and inaugurate that Tracy Sandler show. Uh, This is all, uh, this is all stuff that I, that that's kind of been on the perimeter of all this uh, of an, you know, that's where I laugh when people get mad when, Oh, you know what? That, you know, they, they said they believe in Jimmy, but they're actually this with, with, with Trey Lance or they loved, they drafted Trey Lance, but they were playing Jimmy. No, it's always been in between. It's been in between since, you know, training camp. It's been in, in between the whole way mm-hmm. that they were going to commit to something for a while. They had to commit to that thing while they had other options. And we're seeing some of that, play out right now i have a few things i'd like to unpack there i'm gonna first say everybody does get mad they also have the right to change their mind their their job is to win football games and they can say one thing in training camp or in week six and then in week 16 can say change my mind i'd rather do something else and i know fans get really upset about that for some reason fans get upset about a lot of things but fans do get really upset about that but they're they're allowed to change their mind and things change and teams change and personnel changes and injuries happen and then a lot of things come into play which is going to lead me to one of my other points but before I forget because sometimes I do that you brought up Fred Warner who also said something really interesting today Wednesday he said that early on he felt like Trey Lance was a little bit more timid and being a, more careful and it and when he was running the scout team and that Fred Warner had to talk with him because the defense wasn't necessarily getting in the work they needed to get in. And he's noticed of late that he's Trey has been a lot looser, a lot more aggressive, a lot more comfortable. So I think combined with all of these things that you just said, obviously that Shanahan said on Monday that Fred Warner said a couple weeks ago, I just think that's kind of an interesting, I don't want to say narrative because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going in this conspiracy theory thing, but it is interesting that these are things that have been coming up quite a lot in the last few weeks. Yeah. Even while Jimmy's been playing well, like that's like two things can be true at the same time. Like you can say, this Mm -hmm. is our guy. That's our leader. It's our quarterback. And this other guy who is going to be the quarterback is looking very good too, and is developing the way you'd think a 21-year-old quarterback with all the talent in the world who has mm-hmm. not played very much in two years, you would hope he would develop. That you know, I, I, I we talk about the way fans react to stuff. Like coaches and executives say things because that's the right thing to say in the moment for them. That's the that's the argument they've made mm-hmm. to make this decision. And if things change a little bit, then the argument changes. Now, you can get them sometimes on inconsistencies, and inconsistency logically is not good. Like, you don't want to ha- you know, run an organization that changes its ideals all the time. But, like, you can say, this is the reason we're doing this because he's a veteran. Da, 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 that's it. And then because it went changed 4%, then the other thing is more important. Mm-hmm. So, but they're not going to say the other thing's right there. It's really close. Like, hey, like Jimmy's just a little bit better than Trey right now. And Trey might be just a little mm-hmm. bit better than Jimmy in week seven. You know what? They're, they're not going to say it like that. And I think we've just seen this kind of shifting sands. And sometimes Kyle has been okay about it because he's very clear. Sometimes he hasn't been cl- very clear about it. Uh, I think over the weeks, we've seen it clarify why they've committed to Jimmy so much. He doesn't think Jimmy's the greatest quarterback in history, nor should he. He thinks he's been the best quarterback that they could play. 
we get to the point now, maybe he's not the best quarterback they can play, or at least not the best quarterback they can play 100% of the time. And uh, and I think Trey Lance has, and you know, and sometimes some like, hey, he's looking great in practice. They're convincing themselves of that too, right? That's like, we have to put that right. as a possibility. <laughs> but Fred Warner is a very credible source on this, very credible source on this. Mm-hmm. And I, I saw that and I went, wow, that's very interesting. And that would lead mm-hmm. you to believe that he might be more ready to play important snaps. And maybe, just maybe, I think the most interesting thing of all on Sunday, if Trey Lance is playing, is Kyle Shanahan going to call a total 49er offense? Or is he going to call the same mm-hmm. one where he ran 16 times uh, against Arizona and got hurt? I don't think he's going to do that. I don't think he's just going to run him. I think no. we're going to see him. I was surprised he did it in that game, frankly. Like, just let him do something. See what he can do. Instead of just having him run the ball, just you know, keeping as tight and conservative as possible, let let, let it open a little bit. See what happens. Uh, you're only going to benefit from that, maybe not in that game, but over the long term, uh, we'll see. Uh, but like, I, I just think this is the time for it. It is it is randomly provident for that for it to happen right now. But this is the time for it to happen. And if Jimmy Garoppolo is not 100, percent he should not play. Uh, he was 100% the last game. He didn't play great. He's been, you know, it's just, it's a time to see what Trey Lance is there. And if he stumbles and if he's bad, then maybe 80% of Jimmy Garoppolo is better than him for the next game, not for this one. I think this is the game for Trey Lance. Absolutely. And this, it is, it is the Texans, as we keep saying. And I, and that probably is a dangerous thing to say. And, and if they lose, yeah. people will point to us and be like, you said it was the Texans because it's <laughs> yes. definitely going to be our fault. But, <laughs> but you brought your up fault, something Tracy, before. Your fault. It's my fault. You know, it's not your fault. You're the guest. This is my fault because I am the host. And so <laughs> I am driving this conversation. And so if they lose, this will, it will be my fault. You guys, I'm sorry in advance. They lose. I take full responsibility. But let me tell you guys, if I had that much power, the Dodgers would have won the World Series. I'm just saying. So I don't know that I have that much power. But if I did, things would be very different in the sports. I have come to doubt the full powers of Tracy Sandler. For for once in my life, I've come to when when the Dodgers do not get through the playoffs, you do have to question where Tracy Sandler indeed is the all-supreme being. That's like the first glimmer of a doubt on that because we know it would happen. Well, we know it would happen if Tracy was I in did. full control. True, but now I'm wondering if maybe I used my power to make Cody Bellinger good again and then it was <laughs> it just wasn't enough to get the I like forgot about the pitching staff. I like this is so that's probably on me too and I'm like I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sure well, anybody with this podcast is not sorry. That made me look bad in the middle of that well, series because as you know, I was making fun of I was making fun of Bellinger just a little bit, but uh, he was really bad there for a long time, and then he got pretty good. Oh God, so all credit to him, all credit to the Dodgers. But this is a 49er conversation, so we should probably steer it back to 49ers. But, uh, yeah, we probably there's going to be some TV though. ratings for this I would say there's going to be. All of a sudden, the 49ers-Texans matchup is – a yes, is a yes. prime matchup all of a sudden this it, which is you know i'm sure that the nfl and, and fox are not obs- oh wait is this fox or cbs i should know that but should i'm be just cbs because houston's you know, the afc be, team is oh, the, they, they, they so, switch it up sometimes yeah yeah they do switch it up so i think actually it is cbs but either way and you guys i apologize but when i 
make, I'll make sure to tweet out what this is on. Um, it's just, you know, I've had other things to focus on. Um, and I don't watch the game on TV. So it becomes like less important to me, but I will get on top of that. But I want to go back to something you said for the column that you may or may not write. You've given us the goods and we very much appreciate it. An interesting thing about, you know, the momentum of Trey playing more in the postseason, and that was probably something on the periphery for a while now. And I think when you look at this 49ers team and kind of what how they've been playing and what they've been dealing with and and some of the issues they have, like the issues they have right now at corner, et cetera, et cetera. I think what you said is interesting and you can tell me that I'm an idiot and completely off base, but maybe say it in a nicer way than that. But I would say when you look at all the things going with this team, they maybe needed that extra something, that extra oomph, which is a word I like to use a lot, that extra oomph from the playoffs. And maybe Trey Lance was always that extra oomph. I, I don't think any of these NFC teams are that scary, to be honest. I think probably... Um, and, and Jim Trotter and I talked about this again the other day on the podcast. Maybe the Packers are a little bit of a cut above, but I don't think any of these teams are that scary. Uh, but some of these teams, the 49ers on the road, are probably going to have to play a, a relatively perfect game. And so, you know, Trey Lance, even with a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo, perhaps gives them a little extra something that people haven't really seen thus far that helps them go even farther. You can tell me that that was dumb, but again, in a nice way. No, I don't, totally. I mean, what have we seen? Even when they're playing well, like they got to run the ball with Jimmy Grubb, right? You, you, they must mm-hmm. run the ball. There's no way about it. They're not going to come out there and throw 40 times. That's it. Come on and beat us. We're going to beat you. You know, they've had a few games where they've thrown more, but that's always with the threat of the run. That's oh, the defense is always thinking run, mm-hmm. always thinking. You know, it's like step, playing Steph Curry. Like you, you're just going to play the three, and everything else comes. Well, okay, then the 49ers are going to throw the ball. A little bit if you're just playing everything to the run. And sometimes they're going to run it anyway. Uh, and I, I yeah. thought from the we're beginning, you know, when they were three and five or when they were whatever, like hey, and what, what might loosen that up is a quarterback who can do some different things. Now, not every play, mm-hmm. you know, maybe 10 plays a game, whatever. I, I thought that there's a way to loosen this up a little bit with a quarterback who can move around. And he's, he's not the world's greatest runner at quarterback. We saw that. He's more like a controlled power runner, but he's able to do it. And to press mm-hmm. the ball downfield, they don't. We know they don't do that. They, they've thrown it downfield sometimes, but it's always over the middle. It's always you know pretty controlled. Uh, they're not going to test the edges of a defense. And yeah, you know whether it's an important game in the regular season, although they've won them with Jimmy. I mean, again, we have to always do that caveat. Mm-hmm. Or an important playoff game where things aren't going their way and they are not running the ball. I definitely have always thought that Trey Lance is an option to change that up. Now, you know, they might just say, this is what we do. It's what we do best. We won games like this. This is how you beat Cincinnati on the road, whatever the things that they've done. But, and, you know, they did play Green Bay fine, right? I mean, we, we know they just seem to play yeah, Green Bay yeah. fine. I, it's one of those things that's just hard. They beat the Rams and they play Green Bay fine. They lose to Seattle and they often lose to Arizona. There's just some things, some mix of of matchups that that break out that way but yes if they're going to play green bay on the in in lambeau field and it's frigid and they need just a little Mm -hmm. bit of extra something around the corner something around the edge something that that threatens the defense Uh, and we know what kaepernick used to do to the packers right that 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 Mm -hmm. threat um and that's years back it's not the same coaching staff but it just sometimes it works out that way yeah, I would think Trey Lance would be a very interesting dynamic, or at least to have defenses worried about it. At least think, you know what? If if it's Elijah Mitchell back there, we're going to put freaking eight 
been on the line and maybe nine on the line of scrimmage and say, okay, throw up over the top of us. Go ahead. Uh, I don't think the 49ers would, would really want that. They would want a little bit of go, wait a minute now. What You might send this person over there and Trey Lance is here and he might be running this one. Like, those are things I thought they were going to do in preseason, right? That's what they were doing in preseason. Mm-hmm. They had all this kind of fancy mm-hmm. motion cut across. Jawan Jennings going over here. And then there's Trey going left. Uh, that's what leads me to believe. Now I'm going to have to write this trace. So I, I will. I do believe. That's okay. We got a was, preview. So that's fine. Yeah, you got a preview. And it might, I'm not writing it right away, probably. Uh, <laughs> I, and I might be told by Kyle Shanahan I'm a complete idiot, which is always fine. Um, <laughs> I just think that, yeah, that was the way they could steal a playoff game. If you, if you had a, what's mm-hmm. a way they could steal a playoff game? You know, maybe Bosa going crazy. Maybe, you know, you know, Debo throwing up a 220 instead of 180. Uh, or <laughs> which in, in playoff games are tough to do. Like that's just tough to do. Yeah. Or Trey Lance playing 30 snaps as, of 60 or Trey Lance playing 60 snaps of 60. Something like that right. I think could have been in the offing. I think it would have been, you know, again, you don't want to write something that really was never going to happen. So that's why I didn't write it. But I'll just say there were little, you hear little things when, when you pay attention to a mm-hmm. team. And that's something that I don't think was off the table, put it that way. Does it Did it surprise you? I, mean, I think I know the answer to this because I read you and know you, but did it surprise you that they didn't do more of that as the season has gone on? Surprised me like when they were three and five. Yeah. I mean, I thought like, this is okay. the time to do it. This is when, and, and I think yeah. what we saw is Kyle Shannon saying, that's like, that's what you do when you're nervous. And I'm not nervous about this team. I believe in this team. I look you know, they lost mm-hmm. to the Cardinals. It was a terrible loss. We all wrote it that way. There was, you know, no Kyle, Kyler Murray, no DeAndre Hopkins, and they still get their butts beat. But he went back into it and he saw plays where they were playing fine, right, other than the turnovers. And and I respect that. Uh, I still thought you might just throw Trey in there just so you don't have a lost season. Like the worst thing that could happen to them is to have a non-playoff season where you don't get Trey Lance out on the field for just something, just to feel what the game is. That would have been the worst thing to happen. I don't think well, we know Shannon doesn't think that he's just trying to win the game, win the game this week and then move on to the next one. But so he ha- he came up with this thing. It's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo running my offense. I just feel more comfortable like that. I feel more in rhythm like that. The team gets in rhythm, Jim. And I do. And I've written this over and over again. And I'm, I'm pretty sure you agree with me. I think Jimmy Garoppolo has become a real locker room leader. Like he's been the rallying. Yes. They respect what he's gone through. They respect how steady he is. They respect, and you probably saw that video, that pregame video uh, a couple of weeks ago where he's like just barking it up on the during the drills. Uh-huh. He's like Tom Brady. He's like, he's Drew Brees. You know, we clearly haven't heard that much from Jimmy over the years. So all, all those things, yes, okay, I, I figured it out kind of in retrospect, but at the time, three and five or even a little bit before that, I thought like this is the time. Like you you know these questions about Jimmy because you traded three first round drinks, first round drinks to, to take his replacement. Uh, like, why resist that? But again, it would have been really easy for Shanahan to do that. I respect the guys who who don't do the easy thing, and it was not the easy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they say they go, they're like they're five and eight with Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback. Like, things would have been caving in on this season, caving in on a lot of things, and he stayed true to who he was. But that's what's a good thing. Like you got through all that, you stayed with him. The locker room knows you stayed with him, and now, okay, we got this other guy who we twenty-one year old we gave three first-round picks to. We drafted the third overall. He's pretty good. 
Like, like this is how mm-hmm. it works out. This is how staying to your sticking with your ideals, but then being opportune works out. This is Bill Belichick again. Different quarterbacks, different moment. I'm not saying it's the same. But Bill mm-hmm. Belichick going, okay, Tom Brady's ready for this. We're going to stick with Tom Brady. Like that's how you sell that to the mm-hmm. locker room because they know they've been right. practicing with him. It wasn't something for PR. It's something for this is the best for the team. Not saying the result's going to be the same in any way, shape, or form. Probably not five Super right, Bowls. Probably. But uh, – or six? <laughs> I don't even know. How many Patriots win? I think it was five, but maybe it was six. It was, um, was uh, – they won six because he just won his seventh with Tampa. Yes. So yes, there you six. go. Your friend Tom Brady. I know. I bring him up. But no. uh, <laughs> this, this is how you do – this is how you do a quarterback change coherently in the locker room. Maybe not mm-hmm. for us, the chattering classes, but for players who see – who are working with these guys, who sweat with these guys, who understand who's – there every day who, who understand who's leading them who's getting the calls right you get through it you fight through something tough and then when the moment is right the other guy's working hard too and it might be the m- moment to move him in there um that's how i feel about this so i am surprised at the at the moment i was surprised they didn't do more i'm surprised like he, he went the, uh, the other way not more trey lance less trey lance uh but <laughs> it does make sense if you go back yeah, if you go back through it, and that's why, you know, as you know, I've been the one, I mean, I've been asking Kyle a lot about this over the weeks, but if you keep asking mm-hmm. him, you get like, we did get like, okay, three weeks ago, this is what I thought. Oh, interesting. You didn't say that three weeks ago, but it's interesting to hear that's what you were thinking three weeks ago. Uh, and you can kind of piece mm-hmm. it together. And so instead of this, this, not this big shocking turn of events, which seems to be, you know, Mike Florio likes to shout every time. Like, no, it's like they right. have had this way this incremental thinking through it and if you understand the incremental thinking it can change incrementally and end up on something else it's not a sea change it's just a little bit of a focus uh through it that we can figure out again in retrospect but i did think trey lance was going to be playing by midseason he didn't uh and you know we're not midseason now but this is this is explanatory from a lot of other ways going back through the season, but more than living through the season in the moment. I'll put it that way. Well, and it's like I said earlier that they have a right to change their mind and they have the right to make a change. And those that's predicated on what happens. If we just went by what looked like everything looked like on paper from the beginning of the season, that's different, but things change and, and therefore plans change. I mean, that's just kind of the way that it goes, but you're right. He stayed pretty true to himself and pretty true to his plan and has had to adjust along the way. Perhaps that's why he's the coach and the Twitter coaches aren't coaches, but I could be wrong about that. I'm sure they're they're not mad about that too. It's not been a disaster. It's not been a good season, but it's not been a terrible season. Uh, And they have a, very good chance to make the playoffs. This could be very, you know, again, as I wrote, like, can you imagine Trey Lance getting a start in the playoffs? Like, would would, would Fortnite fans take that? August 1st, do you want Trey Lance starting a playoff game? I think they'd take that. I think mm-hmm. Fortnite fan, fans would take that, and that's what this is headed towards. And Trey Lance has the benefit that if he doesn't play well, no one will blame him. Everyone will blame yeah. Kyle. So it's actually, for, and Kyle can take it, but it's for <coughs> Trey. He's got the real benefit that no one will, it will not be his fault. He hadn't played enough. So he's got, you know, he has that, he has that going for him. So I I have two other questions uh, for you and we may 
we may talk about our things along the way, but I, I have two other questions for you. I'm going to start with, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo and this may end up being, this could be a much longer discussion, but the thing that is always amazing about Jimmy Garoppolo is the, the like, the vitriol towards Jimmy Garoppolo, like yeah. just the vitriol of the fans. And I don't entirely get it. Uh, and maybe that's because we are around the team more and we do talk to him all the time. And so, it, and, and, but you talked about how he's, he's really become a leader, which we've really seen. And you can see it in his teammates. You can see it on the field. You can just see even how he's um, evolved since he first came here when he talks to the media, you know, when, when he talks to us. But this vitriol and hatred towards him, I do not get, and I'm forever looking for an explanation. I'm just wondering if you have one for me. No, I mean, I get it. I, I feel it the same thing. Like Matt Ryan doesn't get this. Kirk Cousins might be the other mm-hmm. example of somebody like just every game it swings. Like he's like, oh, mm-hmm. all you haters, look what he just did. And he was one. And then he's said, oh, oh, yeah, all oh, you guys who think he's any good, he sucks. He's terrible. Like maybe Cousins is the is the other example. But and quarterbacks in the NFL is just built for this, for the quarterback. It's all the blame. Yeah. It gets all, all the credit. And we, we know that it's been this for years. But I think Garoppolo, it's the the New England thing. I think it's the, you know, hey, the good looks thing. And some people love that or hate that or hate the hate that people love him for that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. it's he doesn't have like the throw. Like, you know, people obsess over the throw now, like the film of the throw. And I, I get there, too. Like I saw Justin Herbert in those orange in those Orange County practices. I just went, holy God, like that, like there were things mm-hmm. that he was doing on a football field. You just don't see other guys. Jimmy does not have that. So I, I think it's it's the kind of like you just you, you have to buy the Garoppolo entire package or you can see that there's very limiting things about it. So you can pick your thing with him and say that's not good enough. Or you can just say you buy the whole package and you say his teammates love him. He usually does the right thing. He's got a nice quick release. There are, you know, there are things here that have caused the 49ers to win most of their games when he's been the quarterback and to lose most of them when he's not been the quarterback. Even if you say, you know, winnings and win and losses and not a quarterback, that shouldn't be. It still is if you look at it like that. If the, if, if the quarterback isn't Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers usually lose. If it is Jimmy Garoppolo, the 49ers usually win. There's something to that. So there I think the, a lot of us close to the team see the margins there. Like, you know, it's not... Like what can can you what's what's his signature play, Tracy? Like, like we can't really say what his signature play is. He doesn't have that. Then he no. reversed field. He turned no. around. He bolted the ball fifty yards and right in his like he doesn't have those. You know, maybe the throw. Like yeah, the greatest regular season play in 49ers recent history is the you know the pass to, to the what four yard pass to Kittle that Kittle took up field in New Orleans for another forty yards. Like yeah, like he has those plays. It's but it's the other guy. Uh, the broader point is that these things happen. They happen when he's there, but I think he's the, the, the criticism of it is that it, it seems almost accidental maybe with him. I think if you're close to the team, mm-hmm. you can understand there's a reason why these things happen when he plays and they don't happen when he doesn't, but it is almost existential. That's why, I mean, I'm talking myself into this, but I think it's true. Like it's almost like you have to, it's almost by faith. You understand this, more than a play that you can circle in a highlight film and say, look at that guy. No one else can do this. Aaron Rodgers does it 15 times a game. Tom Brady does it 15 times a game. Russell Wilson, every time they win, there's a 
three throws that no one else can do. Jimmy doesn't have those. Jimmy just has that yeah. thing where they sort of play better with him, and then sometimes he does something really bad, and they they play worse. Like it just <laughs> it just seems to be harder to say this is a great NFL quarterback, other than in the in you know in the in the whole picture. And whole picture is hard to get on Twitter, right? It's very hard yeah. to convey well, I mean, it's, when it's people. True, and Twitter is not a real place, so I feel like there's that no, too. It is not. It is absolutely <laughs> not. And I, I laugh about it. Like people think, you know, we'll talk. Like people think I am who I am on Twitter. No, Twitter is just a playground for me mostly, and yeah. that is not where I am. But it's like if you're going to come at me with heat, I'm going to come back, with, you know, with a nuclear bomb. But it's hard to encapsulate what we're saying about Jimmy Garoppolo in the positive just in bits and social media bits. And it's also because of that, that's why they're replacing him because he isn't a great quarterback. I mean, there's the, the hard truth is he's not a great quarterback. He's been good enough for them to win a lot of games. If he's a little bit less than that, he's, he's somebody you have to replace. And they decided he was a little bit less than that when they went out and got Trey Lance. But while, Trey Lance is coming or before Trey Lance got here, there were a lot of little things that added up to him being just fine and, and better than a lot of guys for the, the Kyle Shanahan system for the four Niners to, you know, being able to run the ball. I, I think he's a part of the running game too. Like his yeah. play action, his handoffs, his lap, they're good. Like there haven't been bad exchanges. You know, that, that sounds like a incredibly trivial thing. It's not. A quarterback can get the ball to the yeah, quarterback can get the running back at the right time, at the right place, and the right rhythm is pretty important. You see some guys yeah. when it's not good, and you go, "Wow, it's just terrible." Uh, like, but that's hard to argue in a in, you know in 140 bytes at a time or on a social media peg. You know, they're just these are things that I think the, the accumulation of attacks are easy because he does something incredibly stupid, throws the ball to the linebacker when clearly that was the wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. And the larger picture of why he's pretty good takes a longer time. It just It's mm-hmm. just taken me eight minutes to try to say why. And, you know, then you have someone else like, that sucks. That's terrible. Boom, that's <laughs> done. You know, it, I think that becomes the discussion. And I respect Shanahan for hanging in there on this, even with after trading three number one picks to replace him and putting his replacement on the roster behind him. But you also got to say, okay, you know, and I keep saying, and, and then I do, I'm, I'm fine with Kyle because he accepts the questions. He set it up, right? He, he yeah, made he the did. trade. So mm-hmm. like, there's no way around that part of it. Uh, it's just this swirling, complicated, you know, up, down, Something, you know, whether it's a gradation of just a little bit of a you know, up and a little bit down, it's hard. It's been a weird season, you know, and there's not been many seasons like this where you have this floating conversation that's over and over and over again. But Jimmy's a subtle creature. It is, he's a subtle NFL quarterback. And when you're a subtle NFL quarterback, you can get hit hard when you're not good. That's like, you know, you can go Tom Brady. That was Three interceptions, that wasn't great. But you know what? You've done all these other things that we can just circle that were fantastic. Right. You can't always do that with Jimmy. You just can't. He's not that quarterback. And I know that was – I thought of like maybe he's a Tom Brady clone coming from New England. He's not. He's not. I mean, he does – has some of the same mannerisms. He's not he, – he doesn't make those throws. It's just that the things don't pop 
with Jimmy the same way they pop with Brady or with almost anybody. So, and even Kirk Cousins pops more than Jimmy. Yeah. Like Cousins throws like 40 touchdowns a season. Jimmy's not never going to do that. He's just never going to do that. But within the context of what they do, certainly in 2019, that was everything they wanted out of the quarterback, except for a little bit more. They might have wanted just a little bit was, more. There was just that one play. Yeah. <laughs> Just about seven was, minutes there that they yeah. could use a little more. And there were other things that happened in that game, but yes, that yeah. everybody, but he is the quarterback and everybody will point to, you know, to that, to that play. I will say this, he can quarterback sneak about as good He's as anyone. Really good. Yeah. He got that mm-hmm. from Brady. Oh, He's let me a, throw one other thing that, 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 that adds to the negative heat. It's the contract, right? He gets contract after starting right. seven games. And I think we all understood that's a marketplace. That's why the foreigners, yeah. that's why the New England traded him. Like they couldn't pay him. Like they knew right. he had to get this contract. They asked Tom Brady, who was going to last forever. So they couldn't pay it to Garoppolo. So they traded him and the foreigners got him knowing that he had to get this contract. That doesn't work on Twitter. That doesn't work in all in the social media realm. The practicality of it is out the window. How could this buffoon get this $135 million contract? He hasn't even played yet. It just, it just, it had to happen. It was the marketplace yeah. for a quarterback, for a 26 year old quarterback who a lot of people liked at the, and had went five and zero in his five starts to four and It just had to happen that way. You can complain all you want about it. That's the way it had to happen. But that's another reason. That's a big reason. I think people uh, do tend to to, to uh, stray towards the negative with, with Jimmy Garoppolo, which also makes me laugh because I'm kind of like. Good for you, Jimmy. I consider yeah. that a positive. Yeah. I'm like, teach me how to get someone to pay yeah. me 137.5 million. That's million. the other things. Like, no. yeah, fans seem to think they're paying the, the salaries yeah. and they're not. They're not they're like, not. you know, oh, I pay the season tickets. No, you're paying the season tickets because that's what the owner can charge you. Like, yeah. You're not paying the salary. The salary no. is just a, it's a mathematical equation for teams to fit within the salary cap. So you got to get over that. It's the marketplace. And what did they want? Brian Hoyer to be the quarterback still, right? Did they want I mean, CJ Beathard to be the quarterback? That that's the price. It's just yeah. I talked about this with the with the NBA sometimes. Sometimes the price point difference between like the fifteenth best player and the eighteenth best player is twenty million dollars. It really mm-hmm. is. That's how important it is to have the fifteenth best player, not the eighteenth best player. And right. the gap between Jimmy and CJ Beathard is larger than that. But I'm just like like just just to be good versus almost good. Sometimes costs you twenty five million dollars a year. It really That's does. It this, is, this is the marketplace. That is the way it goes. All right, here's my last question. Sure. Putting you on the spot a little, but how far do you think this team goes? Assuming, let's assume they make the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been saying one, and I, I, this feels like a one and done to me. Now, could could they win a game? Yes. I mean, you know, in any matchup, they got you got George Kittle, Debo Samuel, uh, you know, Nick Bose or Fred Warner. You know, whatever happens with a running game, whoever's healthy, whatever happens to quarterback, you give him a shot. I give Kyle Shanahan a shot. They played, you know, they haven't played down. You know, it's not like they've been blown off the field by anybody. The one team that might have been blown off the field by was by Colt McCoy and, and the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. <laughs> Certainly wasn't by Kyler, <coughs> Kyler Murray. Um, I don't see them. My, my point is I don't see them making a run just because they're just too erratic. Their special teams are too lousy. Uh, you know, their passing game is pretty limited, even with Trey, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like he can go out there and throw for 405 right. touchdowns. Like it's, it's very hard to see that happening. So I could see them winning one, depending on the matchup. I would love to see a, a Rams, uh, back to back games against the Rams. I think uh-huh. that would be hilarious. And, 
It would cause a lot of uh, sphincter tightening in LA, uh, which would be <laughs> kind of funny. Uh, the Rams are way more talented, but I, I would be liking the 49ers that, but not knowing what the matchup is. I just don't see them being consistent enough to win two games. So I'm going to say they're not going to be consistent enough to win one game. Again, the other team could implode too, but like, you know, 49ers at Tampa, I think they're going to mm-hmm. lose. 49ers at Green Bay, I think they're going to lose. 49ers at Dallas, interesting, but I still, you know, Dak Prescott and those receivers against 400 quarterbacks, you know. We haven't even talked about the cornerbacks. That, that's the glory of all this quarterback talk is like uh-huh. other things are kind of being pushed out of the conversation, which is fine. Uh, but I wouldn't like, you know, uh, CeeDee Lamb going up against Josh Norman. I just myself, per, per se, I no. wouldn't think that would be a great matchup. Yeah. So I, I, I'd say one and done. I think making the playoffs with some interesting quarterback play going into it would end some, you know, a pretty good effort in, in that playoff game and maybe some Trey Lance in that playoff game. I think that's a successful season, even if it's an outlier. I do it coming from where they came from, mm-hmm. given the quarterback situation they had, given the cornerback situation they've got and had the whole year. It's not a terrible season. So I'll say one and done, a, a, a decent, interesting one and done. Uh, I, I don't disagree with you. I think they do have the potential to win a game, but I think it will come down to two things that you mentioned that we didn't get much into, but maybe we will talk again as if we get into the playoffs. Corner and special teams are probably going to be the things that prevent more than the quarterback, even though we spent 40 minutes talking about it, and rightly so on this particular week, more than the quarterback, the corner situation, special teams, I think is what will ultimately prevent them from winning in the playoffs. It sure is bad to go into a playoffs if they get there by saying, okay, they might not be terrible and give up two bad plays on special teams, but they might too. Like you, they might. You, it's like, you can't, you go into like that. That's just, a, just like you're asking to give up seven points a game. And we've seen it cost them badly in the regular season. What do you think it's going to cost them? You know, okay. against a great team on the road. Uh, it, it just would be the end of it right there. So, you know, Bill Palachuk doesn't often go into games going, eh, maybe my special teams will be horrible today. Like it just doesn't work like that when you're a very good team. These are all the reasons why it's hard to pick them to win any game in the playoffs, if you ask me. It's, it's hard. Even, unless it's even, the Rams. If, unless yes. the Rams, then I'm picking them. I'm picking them to beat the Rams. I would pick them to beat the Rams, but then also would not be at all surprised if they lose badly to the Rams at the same yeah. time. Oh. They're um, not a great team. Their record says have told us this all season. Again, this is why like we talk about fans, whatever. But you're going crazy when they lose to Tennessee. It's like, what did you think this team was? They've been telling us all season that they're a mediocre team. Okay to mediocre. Mediocre? Yeah. Okay. You know, never great. They never been a great team. They have not played a great game. That Like some solid games, mm-hmm. but not a great game. They have not. Like Cincinnati's a great game, maybe, but it's in overtime, and they kind of didn't do some weird stuff in that game too. So they're, they're a pretty good team or a mediocre team. One or the they're, other. They're nothing I, more than that. I say that I've said this a few times on the podcast that and on any given week they're the best of the mediocres, but they're never better than that. There you go. That's that's that's, that's what I would say. <laughs> that's my king, thing on them. King of the in between. That's what I've said. The king of the in between, and yep. that usually does not get you a, a, a Super Bowl championship. If almost never gets you a Super Bowl championship. Probably not. It probably not. Well, Tim, this has been awesome. Thank you for joining me and for dealing with me having to do this in my rental car. But hey, you know what? We got it done and we made it work because you guys wanted to bring you the best content. I absolutely can. Uh, So I had a fabulous guest. Thank you again, Tim, for joining me. Uh, Everybody else, I will talk to you next week. Happy New Year. 
Don't forget to leave us a five-star review and follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. And I'll talk to everybody in 2022. Bye, y'all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.